Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. Well, we're going to get into the Word today for a few more moments, and then we got one more psalm we're going to press into today. And um, I think I'm going to put this back up there. Oh, mine's already going okay. We are in a series called Extraordinary. We've been walking through the life of Elijah. And last week, we talked about three purposes behind closed doors. It just, God is so faithful. He's just been putting us in the Bible right where we are as a church. And the same thing happened today. Uh, you know, we, we Pastor Jesse was going to take on today, and she just said, hey, I got a lot going on. Can you take it? And I said, no problem. And the moment I sat down, it was like, boop, boop, boop. The Lord just spoke to my heart like that. I love it when that happens. <laughs> and so I'm going to share. Are you guys here today? You're a little quiet, and I'm not cool with that. So I need you to come on. Let me hear you say amen. amen. Come on, if you're in the house, if, you, if something I say today speaks to your heart, I want you to say, that's good. I like that. That spoke to me. Amen. When you, when, when, when you say amen, what you're saying to me is like, okay, I'm, I'm on to something here. It draws it out of me, and then I say it. So we're just we're kind of preaching together. So well, let's practice one more time on the count of three. If you're new to church, it's okay. We just, we're, we're not, you're like, man, I thought this was a, you know, like a really, you know, we're loud. We like to be loud. You're okay. Just don't heckle me. Mother-in-law, don't heckle me. Ha-ha. On the count of three, let's say amen. One, two, three. All righty. Come on. Let's get into it today. All right. Well, we're going to jump into one of the most powerful passages of Scripture in this whole entire thing. But I want you to know that, that God absolutely does extraordinary miracles in our lives. Amen. God does extraordinary miracles in our lives. He moves in signs and wonders. God is a miracle-working God, and some of them are big miracles. Some of them are like our building situation, or some of them are like, uh, you know, healing from cancer. Or some of them are like delivery from debt, or some of them are a friendship is restored, or uh, a marriage is saved, or a mental uh, illness is adjusted, and there's life and, and, and prosperity. Now, there's big miracles, and there's also some of them are just ordinary miracles. Some of them are ordinary miracles in our life that, 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 that seem ordinary to you, that seem normal to you, like the very simple thing of waking up and having breath in your lungs, or getting up and having a job to go to, or waking up in a beautiful home that there's a roof over your head, or being able to come into the house of God and not be, uh, uh, not be in a place where we can't be ourselves, but, but we can just walk into God's presence boldly, knowing that God loves us and He forgives us. These different types of miracles that we sit down to eat breakfast in the morning, we have the finances to eat food, or God provides shelter over our home, or moments when God protects you when you, you hit a light and you're going to bail through the yellow light and you decide at the last second, no, I feel like I should stop, and you stop and there's an accident right in front of you. These little moments in your life when God protects you. There's big miracles and there's small miracles. And the reality is, is that these small miracles in our life, often we forget that everything we have in our life is because of God. We forget sometimes that, that we have our job because of God and we have our relationships because of God and we have our provision because of God and we have the breath in our lungs because of God and we have our help because of God. You say, no, Ryan, it's me or no, it's science or no, it's the universe. No, it's God. 
It's the living God sustaining you and giving you health and hope and joy. It is God who helps you, God who guides you, God who leads you. And often we don't realize it because we're just so used to living in the grace of God. Spend a few moments without the covering and the favor and the blessing of God when once you've experienced it and you do know a difference between those two lives. So in our story today, we're going to see a major mighty miracle. One of the coolest miracles in the Bible, I think. And remember, what's in the context of the story, Elijah is ministering to the people of Israel. The people of Israel, remember, were God's people. These were the ones that God led out of uh, Exodus uh, into the promised land. These were the ones that God cared for. These were God's special people. It's a picture of the church. It's a picture of you and me, that God had this special people, the Israelites, and he was, he was uh, called Elijah to be a prophet for them. But the problem was, is that these people of Israel who were God's people, they were divided in their relationship with God, and they had a king or a spiritual leader who was leading them, even though he knew about Yahweh, he knew about God, he knew about the things of God. He chose to follow after this God called Baal, who they believed to be the weather God and the lightning God and the provision God. Basically, was their version of Yahweh. And so there's these people of God and they were divided in their heart. They were choosing between the Baal God and the Jehovah God. And they were trying to choose between the two. And yet all along, God continued to provide for them and do miracles for them and love them, even though they were wayward from God. And Elijah was sent on a mission to try to get these people back on track. And so Reality is, is that these Israelites were in a place where they had forgotten. Listen, I want you to hear me now, because this will apply to many of us today. They have forgotten that everything in their life, every miracle in their life was only because of God. And when they began to forget that, their hearts became divided. And they began to look to other gods and other things, and now they were divided in their heart. And so God wanted to get their attention. And so he sent Elijah to Ahab, the king, this divided king between Yahweh and Baal. Or, and he walked up to him and said, listen, by the word of God, it's not going to rain for three years. No dew, no rain. And as I've mentioned every week, this was a huge catastrophic hit to the economy where it wasn't just a slow down. The economy would completely stop where there would be a drought and famine instantly if there was no rain or no dew because they couldn't make food. So there was no rain and no food. And Elijah was sent to a, a brook where he was fed water by, or he was fed a, a meat and bread by a bird and a brook that was dried up would bubble forth. And then he was sent over to Zarephath and there was a widow who was about to die. And he said, listen, if you just give me some food, God is going to provide for you. And the entire famine and drought, this widow and her family had oil always and constantly little amounts of oil that no matter every time that she would dump that oil out, more would come back. God would provide for all of her needs. Just a few verses later, we see the same story. This boy dies, her son dies. And she says, why would God cause this tragedy in my life? And Elijah gets up there never knowing. We don't see this in scripture. He lays on top of the boy, mimics his body and begins to breathe. It's like the early CPR, begins to breathe into his mouth. And the boy comes back to life. We see these amazing miracles where God was trying to get Elijah to a place where he's doing little mighty miracles. He's providing for Elijah. Now he's providing for a widow. He's bringing children back from the dead. And now we come to this incredible story in the scripture where we are, we are at this point where God is going to do a mighty powerful miracle. And here is the big idea today. Every miracle and every sign and wonder in your life that God performs big and small has a very specific purpose behind it. 
And that's why it's important that you recognize that everything you have in your life is a miracle from God. Because when you recognize everything in your life is a miracle from God, even the breath that you breathe, what happens is you begin to find God's purpose from everything in your life. And what God was trying to get uh, the, the people's, uh, he was trying to get their attention. He was trying to reveal, I believe, three things that we're going to talk about today in our, in our message. So let's read this story. I thought, why don't we just read it? The kids can listen as I share it today. This is one of the coolest stories in the Bible. It says this, so Ahab sent, among, uh, sent news among all the people of Israel, and he brought the men who speak for the false gods together at Mount Carmel. Elijah came near all the people and said, how long, speaking to the Israelites, there's three people there, the, 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 the prophets of Baal, the, the guys who oppose God, Ahab, this divided king, and now these people of Israel who were divided in their hearts. Look what he says. How long will you be divided between two ways of thinking? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal's God, follow him. But the people did not answer him a word. And then Elijah said to the people, I am the only man left who speaks for God. But here are 450 men who speak for Baal. Bring two bowls to us. Let them choose one bowl for themselves and cut it up and put it on the wood, but put no fire under it. I'll make the other bowl ready and lay it on the wood and I will put no fire under it as well. And then you call the name of your God and I'll call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. And all the people answered and said, that's a good idea. So Elijah said to the men who spoke for Baal, choose one bowl for yourselves and make it ready first, for there are many of you. Then call the name of your God, but put no fire under it. So they took the bowl, which was given to them, and made it ready. And they called on the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, oh, Baal, answer us. Remember that word. Answer us, God. I'm crying out to you. Answer me. But there was no voice. No one answered. And they jumped and danced around the altar that they had made. And noon, Elijah made fun of them. He said, call out with a loud voice, for he is God. It might be that he's in a deep thought or is turned away. He could be away traveling. or may, It may be that he's asleep and needs to have someone wake him. So they cried with a loud voice and they cut themselves as they had done in the past with swords and spears until blood had poured out upon them. And when noon passed, they cried out until the time for giving the evening gift. But there was no voice, no one answered, and no one listened. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. So all the people came near to him, and he built again the altar of the Lord, which has been torn down. That's what the Lord's calling us to do in this season, is to restore broken down altars and stuffed up wells. And I want, to, I want you to mark my words. There's going to be a move of God, a outpouring of God's Spirit in our church, because we are rebuilding the altars of God in our church. Amen? Then Elijah took 12 stones by the number of the families of Jacob's sons, and the word of the Lord had come to Jacob's son, saying, Israel will be your name. And when the stones he built on an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a ditch around the altar big enough to hold 22 jars of seed, he sent, uh, set the wood in place, he cut the bowl in pieces, laid it on the wood, and he said, fill four jars with water and pour it on the burnt gift and on the wood. And then he said, do it a second time, and they did it a second time. He said, do it a third time, and they did it a third time. And the water flowed around the altar and filled the ditch also. And then the time came for giving the evening gift, and Elijah, the man, man who spoke for God, came near and said, O oh Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel. Let it be known that I am your servant and have done all these things at your word. Look at this. Here's our key text for today. Answer me, O Lord. Answer me so these people 
will know that you are the Lord God, turn their hearts to you again. And then the fire of the Lord fell and it burned up the burnt gift, the wood, the stones and the dust. I've got the goosies. It picked up the water that was in the ditch and all the people fell on their faces. When they saw it, they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. That's the God we serve. We find from this scripture here today, this mighty supernatural miracle. And in verse 37, Elijah gives us the three purposes behind every miracle in your life. Look what it says again. Answer me, Lord. Answer me so these people may know that you, O Lord, our God, turn their hearts to you again. If you're taking notes, here's the first reason why God wakes you up in the morning. Here's the first reason why he gives you breath. Here's the first reason why he heals cancer. Here's the first reason why he provides homes. Come on. How many people got a home in the last two months? Let me see across the room. Come on, I got my mother-in-law, Lawrence and Letitia, Yinka, Kenang. Come on, Charlie and Jen, that's awesome. Who else? Anybody else? We've got homes in the house of God. Just come on. It's been amazing to see God provide homes and shelter for people. Praise God. Here's the first one today. Purpose behind the miracle to remind you that God hears you and he wants to answer you. You wake up in the morning and you go, the breath fills your lungs. Okay, God hears me. He's watching me. He's with me. Let it be a reminder today. Elijah here says, answer me, Lord. Answer me. Now you remember, when they cried out to the God Baal, it says very clearly multiple times, no one listened and no one answered. I want to remind you today that Elijah is a human just like us. James 5, Elijah was a human being even as we are. He said, Ryan, not like me. Well, no, that's why James wrote that. What do you mean he's like, you know, the pastor, or he's like the elder, or he's like that, that public speaker? Or that, no, no, he's like you. Elijah is a man or a person just like you and just like me. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain uh, for three and a half years, and he prayed that it would rain, and it did. Elijah was a human just like you, and so you have to understand something. This is an incredible reminder to you and me that every time God does a miracle in your life, he's reminding you that son and daughter, I am watching you. I hear you. I see you. I am listening to you. I understand you. I'm with you, and every time you make a request and you ask a According to my purposes, I am there answering your request. It might not be a fire from heaven. It might not always be a, a cancer shield. But it might just be the fact that, man, you needed a, some more finances that month. Or you needed a breakthrough in your marriage relationship. Or you needed some hope when you were feeling hopeless. You have to remember that God hears you. And as an ordinary man, you have to remember as an ordinary person, isn't it incredible that the creator of the universe listens to us? Isn't it incredible that the Almighty One, the Ancient of Days, who has no time, who was there before the beginning of creation, who is there, who created every individual in the room, that this Creator God, who is bigger than we can ever imagine, has, has made Himself so available that little you and little me, who is broken and sinful and lost and broken, can cry out in desperation to a living God, and He hears us? Every time God does a miracle in your life, it's a reminder that he hears you. He's with you. You say, Ryan, you don't know what I'm going through. He hasn't answered my prayer. He's obviously, there's a season of delay. Delay, I believe this. There's a season of delay where God is teaching you that he loves you and that he's with you even when it doesn't feel like God is good. Do you believe that God, that God is good even when life kind of stinks? 
He's teaching you that he knows what's best for you, that he's listening to you, that he hears you, that he's with you, that he's guiding you. 1 Peter 3.12, for the Lord is watching his children, listening to their prayers. 1 John 5.15, if we really know he's listening, when we talk to him and make our request, then we can be sure that he will answer us. He's answering us. He's, he's, he's listening to us. And see, what Elijah did to see this miracle is he asked God, I want to encourage you today, something that was prophesied over my life that I often struggle with. Remember, the Bible says to ask and you will receive. Now, if you're asking for a Lamborghini, you might need to change your prayer. If you're asking for, you know, a, you know, a massive mansion on the lake because your home isn't good enough, well, then you might need to rethink that. But if you're asking for something according to the purposes of God for your life, God, I just want to serve you. Lord, this, for me, this Lord, this facility, Lord, yeah, it's a, you know, it's different financially than what we're used to. And yeah, I mean, we've been saving for it. I don't want to scare you, but I'm just saying, okay, God, there's a stretch there. And God, is this you? And God, is this what you want? God, just give me wisdom, Father. Lord, you want to take us to the church? we got nowhere to be. God, we got no home in five weeks. And he just literally delayed as long as he could. Until finally, I just said, all right, God, I'm tired of worrying about it. I just give it up to you. I trust you. And the moment he did that, I felt a release in my spirit to say, okay, call the landlord now. He wants you to know that he's listening to you and he will answer you. I want to show you a verse here. Do you know that when you ask him for things that he smiles? I love this verse. Psalm 17, 8. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. That phrase, apple of your eye, it actually refers to the reflection of yourself in the pupil of an eye. I tried to find two to make it less intimidating. <laughs> the apple of your eye. Now, what, what, what David was praying in the scripture was, Lord, keep me at the center of this. God, when you look down at me, let me be the very center of what you're looking like. Let me be the focus, God. Let, me, let, let your gaze and your watch be upon me. David prayed this because he understood that God was watching. God's eye, eye is literally on you, both of his eyes, not just one. That's odd. That's like he's one eye's here, one eye's here. No, he's, he's looking at you, watching you, guiding you, leading you. And he's, he's, he's so amazing that God could be focused on Kyle right now and could be over here focused on Andrew at the same time. He watches you. He guides you. The miracle that God was doing, he was trying to show the people of Israel that despite you've wandered from me, I'm still watching you. I'm still a, 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 an answering God. I'm still hearing you. I am still listening to you in this season. And so here's the second thought here today that we learn from the scripture. The purpose behind the miracle is to remind you that he is the only God and God deserves all the glory. You see this in so these people may know that you, you alone, are God. Again, there was three groups of people here. We had Elijah, the man of God. We had Ahab, the, 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 or the prophets of Baal, who opposed God. We had the people of Israel who were divided. And they were divided in their hearts away from God. And so what Elijah did, he said, God, do this extraordinary miracle so these people will know that you are the Lord, our God. And he cried out to God, and the fire fell. And look what they responded. The Lord, he is God. Do this miracle so they will be reminded that there is no other God but ours. Do this miracle, so we will be reminded that every miracle in our life, we cannot take the glory. 
that the glory belongs to the Lord. You say, Ryan, really, my breath? Yes. Really, Ryan, that promotion? Yes. Really, Ryan, the fact that I went into, I went into the store and I had a coupon and I bought a, a, you know, this thing I wanted and it happened to be 50% off instead of this. And I say, you think God's in? Yes, God's involved. Every time I get a deal, I say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> a parking spot. Yes. You say, Ryan, you're getting a little hyper-spiritual. No, 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 no. Because I want God to know that in my life, God, you deserve the glory. Because guess what God loves to do for people who give God glory? He loves to do miracles. He does miracles for people who stop taking credit for all the miracles. And that's what God is trying to show these people in the scripture. That every miracle in our life, that when God provides, it brings security and identity and it helps us. That God is trying to show you and me that God deserves the glory. God, it's yours. And this is my wife and I's life verse. I know my, my mother and father-in-law, theirs as well. It's, a, it's our life verse. And I sign it on every card I write because I believe it's the key to experiencing absolute abundance, provision, and blessing in your life. Look what the scripture says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your understanding. Look at this. In what? Read this word out loud on three. One, two, three. That was terrible. Okay, just say the one word, all. And I want to say it on three. <laughs> one, two, three. In all your ways. The wisest man on the planet that ever lived, Solomon, outside of Moses and Jesus, didn't just put that in there by mistake. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all of your ways, acknowledge, God, you're in this job. God, you're in this parking spot. God, you're in the fact that we made it safely uh, on this road trip. God, you're in it. God, you're in it. God, you get the glory. God, you get the glory. Why? Because he's God, and he's watching you, and he's guiding you, and he's protecting you, and he's with you, and he's helping you, and he's leading you. You say, Ryan, is there ever a moment where God is not with me? No, he's with you. Even when you are living in sin, even when you've rejected God, he is still ready and present to help you and be your God. And what he wants from you is for you to give him all the glory and stop taking credit for yourself. Christians in North America love to take credit for what God does in their life. And that's why we have an apathetic church. You want to know what churches are alive and living and active? Who see salvations and water baptisms experience the outpouring of God? Are those who give all the glory to the Lord. Are those who say, Jesus, it's not about me, it's about you. Jesus, this whole life, this whole church isn't about me. It's about lost people. It's about making disciples. It's about people experiencing Jesus. All oh, the glory to the living God. All oh, the glory to you, God. Do you know what God loves to do? Oh, yes, I love doing this for them. Why? Because they give me all the glory. You want to see God do a miracle in your life, start, start giving credit and glory to the Lord. Start giving credit to him. What's interesting about these words, this word acknowledge, and the scripture is actually the Hebrew word for intimacy in a marriage relationship. It's, it's a, the Greek word would be epikonoso, and it's this experiential knowledge. And so it's basically saying, in all your ways, engage in a relationship with God. Make your entire world about God. Don't have a secular life. Okay, I got my job, and I've got my home life, and I've got my church life. Do you know that that is absolutely not the way to live? We have our church life, we have our God life, and church, and life, and kids, and business, and health, and 
Everything we do in our life, sports, is all wrapped up in this one thing. And his name is God. So God, I just give you credit for the fact that my son scored a goal. He scored more than the next kid. Hallelujah. And thank you that my son went and encouraged him afterwards and said, you're going to do better next time. We see this word acknowledge. Now look at this word. This word straight. Very fascinating word. This word in the scripture actually means to make smooth, to make level. The word literally means to make pleasing, to make pleasant, to make agreeable, to seem good to oneself. So if I just have a relationship with God and make it all about Him, then He will level out, smooth out my life and my path and make it agreeable. He'll make it smooth. He'll make it pleasant. He'll make it pleasurable. Why? Because I gave God all the glory. Here's the third one here today as we end our time together. Purpose behind the miracle to remind you that every miracle God does, big and small, is ultimately about getting your heart. He's using the very simplest things of our life to try to just get your heart. We often want the big things. God, if you heal this person, then I'll turn my life to you. God, if you give me this job, then I'll surrender to you. And I, I get doing that. But have you ever considered that God is trying to get your heart just by giving you the breath in your lungs? He's trying to get your heart just by providing food for you to eat at home. Or he's, trying to, he's trying to get your heart. And remind, he's just trying to get your heart. He's just trying to capture your heart. That's the whole objective in all of this. Look at what he said. And that you are, Lord, let them know that you are turning their hearts back, what? Again. Every ordinary miracle in your life, every big miracle in your life, God is just trying to get your heart. Look what he says. Elijah says, how long will you be divided between two ways of thinking? If the Lord is God, follow that was the problem, is that their hearts were divided. They were serving these gods. Maddie talked about it. These other false foreign gods. You say, Ryan, what kind of false foreign gods do we have today? Well, this is the false foreign god that they used to worship. This is the Baal god. This was the god that they would sacrifice their children to. This is the God that they chose Yahweh God over. You say, Ryan, what is this today? Well, when this is my life? Well, it really could be anything in our lives. And maybe it's maybe it's you worship celebrities, or maybe it's pop culture or music, or you know, maybe it's being successful or popularity or your finances, or maybe you want to be a YouTube star. Oh, it sounds terrible. Maybe you want to be a professional gamer on Twitch or something. Maybe you want riches. Maybe you want to be popular. Maybe you have pride. Maybe you live in a world where you have to have more and do more because you don't feel good enough. Maybe you feel like, man, I got to work hard, 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 hard to make the money so they can provide for my family. In reality, you're just missing out on the family. God's for young people could be, could be maybe it's young children, kids here today, young people. Maybe it's like, maybe it's stuff on the internet. You see on the internet. Maybe it's social media like TikTok. And you just, you see all the people on there that, oh man, they're so much prettier than I am. Or they're so much better than I am. Or, or maybe a young person, you like, you know, maybe, maybe your God is your device. Come on. So maybe it's just, oh man, you just, oh, I got to have that device. Or maybe it's not being obedient to your parents. Or maybe for you today, you're here today and it's a God in your life. And your heart's divided. And God is doing miracles in your life. Even though you're divided at times. And even though you at times reject God. And even though you choose yourself. Did you know that our God is so loving and faithful. That he's still there. Just doing miracles in your life.
says, I just love you so much. And you say, you say, God, I, 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 I'm so committed to my sports career. I'm so committed to my job. Or I need more money or I need more stuff. Or maybe it's alcohol or drugs. Or whatever it might be in your life. And your heart is divided between those things. And you say, God, you'll never love me again. And you'll never be there for me. God wants you to know that he's giving you breath in your lungs. He's providing a job. He's providing shelter. And you say, why? Because he wants your heart. He wants a relationship with you. He wants your entire heart to be focused on him. He wants you, and he continues to provide for you even when you don't acknowledge him. Isn't he good? Isn't our God faithful? Isn't he so good that when you and I just live our lives and we do our thing and we go to church and we check in and check out and God say, no, 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 wait, wait, I did that for you because I want your heart. I don't want to just bless you only. I don't want to just be prosperous only. I don't want you just to live an abundant life. I don't want you just to see breakthrough and you will. I want you to know me and have a relationship with me. That's what God wants. This was the big point of this miracle. The big miracle that God did bring in fire down and blow in their minds was to say, guys, you know what? You've been straying from me for so long and I need you to know that I still love you and that I still want your heart and that I'm still grabbing after you and that I'm still providing miracles for you and that I still love you and that I'm still with you and that I'm trying to turn your heart back again. You say, Ryan, I've I haven't done a very good job acknowledging it and giving him the glory. Listen, as long as you acknowledge that and recognize that, he wants to bring your heart back again. Here today, he could start just like that. Boom. You say, God, I just confess that I, I, my heart's been divided. I confess that I've been focused on other things, God. I haven't been giving you the glory, Lord, and I call to you, and I'm frustrated because it doesn't look like you're answering me. But God, I recognize you today. You hear me? You, uh, you answer me, God. You're listening to me. That God, that, that you just want all the glory. That Father, my heart's been divided today. And I want my heart to be fully committed to you. Do you know that he'll begin to provide miracles as he always does? But guess what? You'll begin to experience. This is the difference between a miracle when you're serving God and a miracle when you're not. When you're serving God, guess what the miracle for your life is? And I've experienced it. Unbelievable, supernatural joy. Happiness. Just not happiness in the world, but just, just joy. Just gratitude. Thank you, Jesus. God, I want you to stand to your feet this morning. I'm going to pray for you. I believe there's people in the room today that need prayer. And we don't ever call you forward or embarrass you, but I do want to pray for those in the room today who maybe your heart's been divided. And you want to get your right heart right with the Lord. Can I just have everyone close their eyes for a moment and just this, this moment here. I know we got kiddos in here and end our time together with a song, but on every eye closed here today, I'm not going to call you forward. The reason I have you lift your hand, firstly, it's a faith statement to say, okay, I'm make, by faith, I'm going to raise my hand. But I also ask you to raise your hand just so I know specifically who I can pray for. We won't pull you forward or embarrass you. We'll call you out. But you're in the room today and you say, Ryan, I just, every eye closed in the place. I just, I just, my heart's divided. And I just want to get my heart right with the Lord today. Well, that's you today. Just really quickly. You can do it real quick. Put your hand in the air and then put it right back down. Just so I can see it. Come on, all around the screen. Anybody else? Come on, I won't call you forward. I just want to pray for you. Come on, anybody else in the room today? Just real quick. It's like a statement of faith. Say, okay, God. I'm going to raise my hand today as in a statement of faith that I want to make my heart right before you today. Come on, anybody else today? There's hands across the room. Come 
Father, we pray for you today. Lord, I just pray. Holy Spirit, for every person in the room today, those who raised our hand and those who did not. Lord, we say today, God, that Lord, we trust that you hear us and that you are the only God. And you deserve all the glory. Lord, most of all, we say, Lord, our heart is yours. Lord, we say sorry for having, an undiv- or having a divided heart, God, and focusing on other things in our life, God. We say, Father, we give our heart, our mind, our soul, our strength to you once again. We recommit our hearts to you once again. We ask you to forgive us for our sin, Lord, and we repent of our wrongdoing, Lord. And we say, Father, life is so much better with you. So, Lord, we recommit our heart to you today. We just say, Father, it belongs to you. We love you. In Jesus' mighty and powerful name, amen. Come on, let's just sing this song together. And and as we uh, sing this song available, let's just make our hearts open to him. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.